Welcome to Behind the Numbers, the podcast keeps you updated with football and the hobby. And what an exciting day it was with the first round of the NFL draft. I thought I'd just do a bonus episode for you guys, just kind of breaking it down from the hobby perspective and who got helped, who got hurt, um, what were some head scratchers, um, just the different news throughout the day that was a little bit interesting. And with that, let's just start with uh, up to the draft. We started talking about Aaron Rodgers requesting it out of Green Bay. I think that's a very big storyline. I really kind of shocked to hear it come out it i'm not shocked it came out this time but i'm kind of shocked to hear it in general i, I get the play trying to do it the draft trying to you know get yourself a trade and see where it goes um but definitely was surprised um how adamant the rogers camp is about wanting out of green bay coming off an mvp season he's in a situation with a team that's like ready to win uh it's just a very very unique uh interesting situation if it's still because of uh, drafting Jordan Love, especially in the situation where he was drafted uh, to be behind Brett Favre. And he sat behind Favre and then eventually took over. And I think respecting that process, respecting what it did for him, and for, I mean, Favre still had a career after. Maybe he's trying to do that as well. But I just the being angry about it, I think, is a little bit, uh, I think, a little confusing to me. I just feel like he's had a lot of success there. And I still has, I think he has a couple years left there. So, um, but yeah, that's how the day started. Uh, Adam Schefter reporting he wanted out and then from there we kind of got into the draft which was uh it was really exciting uh we had a lot of offensive talent come off the board which is great for the hobby uh we had five quarterbacks that did go in the top 15 picks and all quarterbacks landed in places that they're going to they're going to play pretty soon or they're in a really good situation and i think that's going to be awesome for uh the hobby there's gonna be some really good values some really fun uh products coming out for 2021 uh that's led with those five quarterbacks and some really good talent after the quarterbacks as well that we can have some fun with so just with that i'm just going to work through the draft here a little bit just kind of talk about each piece um kind of team by team um it's so like for example the jaguars obviously they took trevor lawrence as expected but the one thing that we didn't really expect as much was they took Travis Etienne in the first round with their second pick, which kind of kills the uh, James Robinson love. Unfortunately, <laughs> I had a nice Robinson card uh, actually today in a little select break, um, but that kind of kills that value for him, I think, a little bit. Not that he's going to be gone, but I think Travis Etienne will eventually be the guy. You don't take a running back in the first round if you're not going to use him uh, more than uh, half time. So definitely have their kind of running back of the future there pairing him up with his uh, quarterback that he was with, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I think Jacksonville, that's, it's a good move, getting him weapons. I think they do need to get, look at O-line and look at kind of solidifying that offense still. I, I know their defense is weaker. I just think with build the offense first, I don't think the Jags would be super competitive next year. They could be, but their defense has a lot of work to do. But they had some injuries. You know, Josh Allen's coming back, C.J. Henderson developing, Kavion uh, Jason, uh, the DN. They, they have some talent over there that's young that could develop as well, so they could surprise some people. And then the Jets, you know, the Jets did a pretty good job for, you know, I was a little bit questionable chasing, you know, trading Darnold, kind of starting over the quarterback position, but they had two first round picks because they traded Jamal Adams. Uh, they got Zach Wilson with the guy that they just really fell in love with and really wanted. And with that, they also trade up and got the kind of top interior lineman, Elijah Tucker, out of uh, San Fr uh, USC. Uh, that really just kind of gives them a good piece of the, of the line committing to building around Zach Wilson. So I, I, I was really impressed with. Um, then moving up to get that kind of last, I think there's three top tier alignment uh, with Slater, uh, Sewell, and uh, Virgil Tucker. Uh, so I think the Jets did a good job there um, committing to building around Zach Wilson. So I'm definitely a good first day for them. They have more picks to come. Uh, they gave up a little bit, gave up two thirds uh, to move up and get him. And those thirds are in the top 100, so those picks will matter. Uh, but I think if you're getting that top tier alignment, I don't mind it. And I think it's a, it was a good mood for uh, Wilson. 
And then when the draft got interesting, uh, the one that the kind of biggest question mark was what were the Niners going to three for? Uh, to give my good friend uh, Roy Dahlquist credit, he told me that he had a feeling it was going to be Trey Lance really early when people were confused because right after Trey Lance's pro day, uh, Sam Fram made that trade. So like soon they saw him, they're like, yep, and that's what they did, and they stayed to it, and then it looks like that's what happened. Uh, his hobby guys would be very interesting. I, I really think that the San Fran situation is the best situation with the offensive mind and the talent he has around, and I'm not sure if he's going to play right away, but I do think once he gets going, that could be a very good long-term quarterback if he develops what San Fran believes he can. Uh, I think he probably is in the best landing spot. If we just take Lawrence off the table, since he's a different level of talent, I think Lance landed in the best spot possible with a very similar um, run throw skill set that you know Josh Allen and even Trevor Lawrence has. So he does have a lot of upside there, and I, I think that San Fran will be the second most expensive team when it comes to PYTs. When we get into Prism and all of our uh, breaks, you know Donneris and all that stuff starts coming out. I do, I do see San Fran being that second team. Uh, after that, the, the Falcons, they did, they went Kyle Pitts. So they said, we're going to roll with Matt Ryan for a couple more years. They took the elite, uh, talent of Kyle Pitts. You know, he'll have some hobby value. He's a tight end. So it makes it tough, but he's not really not a tight end. He's really a receiver. So I do think he can put up some numbers, especially in fantasy. He'll be very attractive in fantasy. So he will get a little bit of love in the hobby as well. Uh, you know, Jamar Chase, uh, you know, I really thought Cincinnati for my, my feeling was OT. I thought they'd go offensive tackle would have been really good for Burrow, but it seems like he wanted to reignite that connection with Jamar Chase, especially with AJ Green moving on. Um, even though he was kind of past his prime, he now has an elite number one receiver with really good supporting, you know, uh, T Higgins and Tyler Boyd, really good pass catchers they have there. Uh, and also a lot of offensive tackles on the board for tomorrow. So I, I do think Cincinnati is in a good position to still get some good old line for uh, Burrow, but uh, they, they went with the elite receiver, probably best on their board. I don't have a huge problem with it. I just thought OT was a little bit better. Uh, maybe the, I wouldn't say a shock. A lot of people are kind of getting this way, but Jalen Waddle went over Devonta Smith to Miami. Uh, so again, pairing up the quarterback with uh, his old uh, teammate and Tua. So we got Tua, Jalen, you got Jamar Chase with, uh, back with Burrow, and then you got Travis Etienne staying with uh, Trevor Lawrence. So it was kind of a stay with your friend type of draft. Uh, but, you know, Jalen Waddle's kind of exactly what Miami needs. They need somebody to stretch the field. Uh, then he's a very good vertical threat that I think um, is needed to stretch that offense. Be really interesting to see what Miami does in the second round. They went defense with their second pick. Um, but in the second round, I could see them potentially looking at running back or possibly another receiver. Uh, some good receivers have slid to the second. So uh, Miami has a lot of picks in the top 50, so there's still a lot to go for them in terms of what they're going to do for Tua. But definitely a good start. It's a good start in terms of Tua's value. Well, let's mention the Lions because they took Penny Sewell. I mean, that's good for Swift. Um, that's good, you know, good for that team to build. So once they do get a quarterback after Goff, they got a nice anchor there. So I think just something to note, but I think that's good for Swift. Uh, the kind of the, I don't want to say head scratchers. I do like JC Horn, but the Panthers, you know, they get Darnold and we keep talking about getting him a little bit of help. Uh, they didn't get him help. They went defense this time, but you know, the Panthers offenses, you know, they got CMC, they got DJ Moore. Offensive line could have used a little bit of help. I thought Slater would have been a good pick for them there uh, to kind of commit to helping Darnold. But um, overall, I, I think it's just a little bit of a different pick than we were expecting. Uh, then Denver, you know, a lot of people slotted possibly Justin Fields here. Um, but Denver decided to go defense. So kind of they're maybe committed to lock for now, trying to feel out where they're going to go in that direction. But I thought Fields was going to go there when I saw that at the time. 
And then, you know, a little interesting, Cowboys did make a trade with their rival with the Eagles, letting them jump the Giants at the time to get Devonta Smith. Uh, it's, again, another guy landing with his old quarterback. He's back with Jalen Hurts, uh, who actually he really liked and he spoke highly of when it came to talking about the difference between Tua and Hurts. Um, the only thing that is kind of interesting about that for me is that Devonta Smith, he's been getting a lot of flack for being smaller, and Jalen Rager's really small too. So they have some really, they have really quick and uh, really good receivers in terms of route running, but not much size with their uh, receiving core. So Jalen's have to be really accurate. He's going to have to be really good with his timing. And for that to work out, they're going to have to really get on the same page in terms of just that kind of stuff because they don't have a lot of room for air with the size and that, if you will. Uh, and then kind of the big trade of the night, uh, Chicago gave up quite a bit of first round pick in the future to come up to 11 with the Giants where the Giants were and, and nab Justin Fields. Uh, very interesting landing spot. I think Nagy is a good offensive mind out of Kansas City, so I, I do think it's a good landing spot. I, I think that, uh, you know, it has Allen Robinson, David Montgomery. Their old lines kind of deteriorated over time with a lot of injuries. Uh, it's not as good as it used to be. Uh, if they can keep building that old line, I do think that is a good situation. I mean, Andy Dalton's there now. They'll probably start Andy Dalton maybe in the beginning, maybe, uh, if Fields isn't quite ready. But I still think overall, pretty good situation for him to, to particularly develop. So uh, I thought that was a good landing spot, and I kind of give – uh, props to the Bears for doing that, and he's going to be a good hobby chase because it's our, you know, our fourth quarterback off the board. Uh, the Bears will be very uh, people will kind of be all over it. Uh, in terms of Dallas, uh, they took Micah Parsons. I'm only talking about Micah Parsons because I think that there's not a Chase Young in this draft, but if there is a defensive guy that might have a little bit of hobby value, it probably would be Micah Parsons just because of his uh, elite athleticism. You know, he's got four three nine four four speed. Uh, could wreak havoc and then also being on Dallas he'll probably have a little bit of hobby value uh, just if we're kind of looking at Nick Bosa and that Chase Young I think if this class is a little bit lower on the high end talent for defense but if there is one it would be him in my opinion uh, and then Patriots just sat still I think a lot of people have kind of connected the dots Patriots with Mac Jones uh, a lot of comparisons to Brady in terms of just the pocket passer super accurate really knowledgeable uh, trying to make those parallels and uh, it turns out that you know Patriots were thinking about trying to move up and decided to sit and wait and then Mac Jones fell on their lap uh, seems like, like where Mac Jones wanted to go. So again, the fifth quarterback in the top 15 and Patriots are going to be chased as well because he's going to be a quarterback with, I, I don't know if the Patriots are a good situation because I just don't, they don't have much talent in terms of receivers and running backs around him. Um, but I do think if, if you trust the franchise that they can make it work and start getting some guys in there over time as they develop them, definitely that's a system that I still think Belichick's got a lot to prove. He wants to get that going with Brady gone. And I think that Mac Jones could be a step to doing that, which would be really good for his card values. Uh, Raiders went offensive tackle. Uh, not much there. If it you know, can help Josh Jacobs. Uh, Kadarius Tony went to the Giants. Oh, that was an interesting pick by the Giants. They moved back and took Tony. Tony's really uh, has a lot to offer as a receiver. He's really explosive. Uh, but, you know, they signed Galladay. Uh, they have Sterling Shepard. So I wasn't sure if they were looking at receiver, but they decided to get a little bit younger. So, I mean, that's good for Daniel Jones. He's got a lot of weapons. He's got three, I think, I would say good to great receivers. I think Galladay's a really good receiver. Uh, so we'll see if that can uh, get Daniel Jones going and I mean, I could help his hobby value as well. Uh, the one that kind of was written in ink for a lot of people was you know Najee Harris to Pittsburgh and he went there. Uh, a lot of people kind of compared his skill set to Le'Veon Bell and just 
Steelers kind of saw that too and looks like that's where they're going. Um, so that could be a really interesting hobby play. I know we don't invest heavily into running backs, but when it comes to Pittsburgh running backs, he could be pretty big. I did kind of forget to mention um, that the Chargers did get the Rashawn Slater, which I love for Justin Herbert's stock. Uh, Rashawn Slater, him and Penny Sewell were kind of one, two offensive tackles of the class. To see Rashawn Slater go to the Chargers, I was really happy because I think that's going to be great for Herbert and keeping him up on an upright because he, he took a lot of hits last year and a lot of times people weren't chirping to get up. I, I remember a couple of them on like two-point conversion. People thought he was knocked out, but he was just laying there for a second. So those hits will uh, continue to pile up and it's got to limit those as we saw with Burrow, so we don't we avoid major injury. So definitely happy about that. Uh, as we kind of work down here, uh, we mentioned Travis Etienne. So Rashad Bateman went to the Ravens, uh, giving Lamar Jackson a weapon. And I like this one actually quite a bit in the sense that uh, it's actually a bigger receiver. You know, they have Marquise uh, Brown there. They have a lot of smaller receivers. They haven't really had any big targets, uh, big targets for uh, Lamar. So I think this is a guy that could fit in there and give them a nice X receiver feel on the outside and just give him a bigger target. I think that's definitely what he was needing. Uh, and then if you didn't know, uh, the Ravens did pick up another first-round pick. Uh, they traded their offensive tackle to Kansas City, who's in dire need of building an offense line back up after the Tampa Bay thrashing. And they picked up a, a, just another defensive player with that, but Kansas City didn't have a first-round pick because of that. But, I mean, overall, in terms of the draft, it just seemed like that every quarterback kind of fell in a an attractive spot for the hobby, which was really fun. Uh, you know, we had what was it? So we had five quarterbacks. We had a, a tight end that we call a receiver and four receivers, Tony, five receivers, Tony and Bateman. So five receivers and two running backs. So, I mean, we're looking at 12 offensive skill players that are great for the hobby. Uh, actually 13, excuse me, 13 with pits and tomorrow's going to be even better. So I just wanted to give you guys a really quick rundown of kind of my thoughts and who got helped and who got hurt. Uh, we'll keep our ears open with the Rogers news and see if he comes with that or if it's just going to be a kind of stall out. It sounds like the GM just came out a few hours, a couple of minutes ago, actually, and just saying, hey, we're not going to trade Rogers. So uh, we'll see how that goes over time. Uh, but other than that, I'm really excited for tomorrow and I hope you guys enjoy the draft. Thanks for tuning in.